Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey guys, this is Chesney Hawks here. You are watching My Hammers 11 with the one and only Russ. Hi everybody, Russ from My Hammers 11. Hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you made of any time we put new content on. As always, we'd love to thank our channel sponsors on Tucket. Check them out in the description below. So today's guest. Today's guest has, has been we, we do we do Nick basically we do a lunchtime show. So oh, yeah. you know we do a show every every lunchtime, you know, sort of during lockdown. And people said, We need to get Nick on. And I was like, Is he a West Ham fan? And he was like, Yeah. Why? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I was like, he was born in Bristol. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's what he's yeah. So he's like, anyway. So we've got Nick. We've got Nick Brimble. He's you know star of of TV and film, but more importantly, massive West Ham fan. So how are we doing, Nick? I'm doing very well, Russ. Good to be here. Yeah, good to hear from you, man. Good to hear from you. How's it been in the last uh, fifteen months or so for you? Well, it's been perfectly all right for me to be quite honest. Um, we had, I do, I'm on a TV show, which we managed to shoot a series all the way through lockdown last time. Brilliant. It got closed down a couple of times and then we got through it in the end and then we're starting again now. And I do voiceovers, which I've done, converted my little spare bedroom into a studio, hanging duvets all over the place. And I've been managing to do them as well. I did one for the Premier League uh, a couple of weeks back, about maybe a month back. So that was fun. Brilliant. Yeah, so I'm brilliant. still doing stuff. And I think it's hard for young people, really, you know, kids who are... I mean, in my business, if you're trying to work in the theatre, like I did for years and years and years, they're all closed down. I don't know what you yeah. do. Nothing. Yeah, you're completely it's, screwed. You're very right. I mean, we've had we've interviewed lots of of musicians and and, and actors, yeah. and you know, guys oh. up in the guys are up in you have been up in the West End, and you know, and um, and yeah, they've just been, you know, like <laughs> what yeah, do you I do? Mean, you I've know? got grandchildren who are the age where they should be going out with their friends and you know having parties yeah. and all that stuff, and that's tough, much tougher for people that age than yeah. Than me. Is. I can sit well, and do myself. Yeah, but also the flip side is that the 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 younger age are more suited to this sort of tech 
technology, as we said before we started, you know, you had the Zoom calls and audacities and things like that. You've had to sort of learn on the fly in the last 15 months or so. So they're all, I mean, my daughter, she's she's nine and yeah, she's <laughs> she knows no different. Knows no yeah. different. She's on a TikTok and a Zoom calls and chatting to her friends here and there. And yeah, they're used to it. But uh it's it's I think it's gonna be weird, as I said, you know, we've I don't think I've ever spoke even at my work and stuff. I I, I don't think I've spoken to so many people so often because we have like daily Zoom calls and stuff. Yeah, I, right, yeah. I was in the office. We barely no, looked up no. at each other. And so uh <laughs> <laughs> Of course the worst stop. thing has been that but the West Ham's best season for blooming decades. Oh, so segue, we well segue. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what, well, that's so typical, isn't it, of being a West yeah. Ham fan? You is, missed the best season. I know it's been, and it's it's frustrating. And you know, people have all have, as I said before. You know, obviously, I've still been there, and so people have come to me and said, "Oh, you know, no fans at the stadiums helped us out, and yada yada." And and there's times where I've agreed, and there's times which I have said, "No, actually, I think if we had, you know, at the beginning of the season, definitely last season, definitely having no fans there, you know, and it was, wasn't a nice place." Um, and then throughout the season, you look at some of the games. I think when we we drew three all with Arsenal and, you know, how, you know, we were three new up and that would never have happened with 60,000 fans shouting at them to keep going and playing on. But it's, it is what it is, wasn't it? And, you know, great season, European tour next year. Looking forward to it. Not long to go. We haven't got a big enough squad though, have we? <laughs> Do you know what? We've never been a squad end. for last season. <laughs> how are we going to manage next season? That's such a West Ham I think I might get a game. Yeah, well, I I take my boots every week, Nick, just in case. Yeah, just exactly. I can definitely offer something different in the final third, that's for sure. But um, yeah. yeah, that's a typical West Ham response, isn't it? Like when we were talking about we got into Europe. Oh yeah, we're in Europe, brilliant, really. Oh, we're not going to survive. We're, oh, we're going to have a bad season. Yeah, it's like yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, typical, typical. But this team's different. I, I think this squad's you know where previous years you know we've 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 promised so much and it sort of drifted away a little bit. Um, there's something different about this squad. I think I think there's something different with the Moyes Mosiah. Yeah, just a team spirit. It's just like a bit like the old school mentality about it now. You know, it's not. You know, and I like the way that he's come in, and you know, the first thing he did was, you know, get rid of Haller for half the money we paid for him, and and ship out for Felipe Anderson, and just get his own his own team, the own players in. I like Moyes. I like Moyes. Well, I do too. But I'll say another typical West Ham thing: it's the hope that kills you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why I think I've survived the whole sort of Euro 2020 stuff because yeah. it's like, yeah, just shoved it off. My wife was in bits and she hasn't, she's only just got into football like for the Euros. And she was like, aren't you upset? And I was like, oh, I'll tell well, you upsetting. I'd say upset. 2006 Steven Gerrard FA Cup final. That's upsetting, you know. That was upsetting. I'll tell you upsetting. Willie Young hacking down Paul Allen from behind. <laughs> that still upsets me now. <laughs> Oh, it's only a yellow, only a yellow card. How was that? How that was that? Yellow. Well, they invented a red card for um, goals. If you threw on a goal, professional foul when you threw on the goal, I think that's when they invented yeah. the red card for that from that, yeah. that foul. Oh well, it didn't work with uh, execution. Wasn't good enough for that. Exactly. That's why it didn't work with Chiellini, did it? The Chiellini on a, a, the other day for the Euro final, dragging back Saka. But anyway, yeah. anyway, oh, it's all done. We've only got four or five weeks of to wait nick and it all starts again soon i know it's crazy isn't it it just yep. doesn't seem to be a break i've got my ticket ready but i don't know whether i can go at the beginning because i'm I working think... and there's you've got to get get there on the tube Sixty thousand people on the tube 
I know. Do you know what? It was funny. I, I, I think because obviously during lockdown, basically, you know, you had we had like I think it was three hundred of us who could go, and and so they converted sort of the outside bits, the sort of the gantry outside where you had all the, the, the you know the burger bars and stuff. That became like a car park for like the staff so i was driving i had a car park space 20 years i finally got a car park space so i had a car park space and then obviously we played man united and we had two and a half thousand fans in i had to get the train for that which was weird and the last time i got the train was the last game of the season i don't think i don't don't like it i don't like it (laughs) i'll be honest <laughs> it's so weird now. I get scared. Well, I gave up train. driving to Upton Park years and years ago. We oh. used to be able to just drive there and park, and then yeah. it, that became impossible. So it was the bins, weren't it? They used to take the bins out, all the residents. Yeah. <laughs> well, they used to all come when you came out the ground, they'd all say to you, Hey, Mr. How do we get on? But then yeah. that all changed. And in the end, nobody was interested really around there. No one cared. No one cared. They the car park spaces back. Yeah. I used to remember that my granddad, he had this massive Vauxhall Cavalier, and he used to just nudge the car in front of him if there wasn't enough space. <laughs> oh, dear. Move the bin, Russ. Just move the bin back. No, but no, you can't just move the bin. Literally, <laughs> like a bin space. Oh, yeah. God, that was funny. Or when you got the train and the older, uh, and you went to Upton Park and, uh, and you got to the station and the district line was down and you had to turn around and go all the way back to, to Barking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the days, all oh, the days. So, well, so I, st- I still don't go all the way to um, to Stratford now. I get off at um, West Ham and walk along the Greenway. Nice. Much nice. nicer. Much nicer. You don't get the older um, red and stop and go signs, do you, as well, which that. is nice. Yeah, yeah. I hate all that. And that walking around that ring road thing, that's just misery. It's not like it's the not, old days, but there you go. No, nah, it's a long walk, isn't it? It's a long walk. And I think it's different as well. I mean, it, you know, it, it, was, it was a fair walk from Upton Park to the stadium, but there was stalls and stuff like that. I think they're trying to do some Ken's of that. Ken's Cafe and all that. Oh, you know, Ken's Cafe. Yeah. All those burger vans, which you didn't quite know what meat was being sold. <laughs> but it was always a pound on the way out. It was always a pound on the way out. <laughs> That was last week's or last month. Yeah, exactly. It's a pound though. It doesn't matter, does it? It's a pound. I yeah. don't care. I love it. I love it. Uh, and always that there was that smell, and always the smell of um, horse manure as well. That that just green street. Yeah. Oh god, dear. never cleared up. Never cleared up. Anyway, we reminisce as we always do on this channel, Nick. The, the first question I want to ask, eight and a half minutes in, that's not bad for me actually. Is is why West Ham, Nick? So, so why born in, born in, why? You born in Bristol? What for? I could yeah. have escaped this misery, but no. Exactly. Yeah, I born in Bristol, brought up in Bristol. Um, I went to a school that played rugby, and my dad used to take me to watch rugby at the weekend. So I was a rugby supporter. Always watched yeah. rugby, and I only ever saw football really or cup finals on somebody's TV. We'd never TV ever. I remember we used to go in, in somebody's house and watch the, the cup finals. And um, then I went off to university 62 and I did a, a postgraduate degree, finished in 66. And that's when, of course, West Ham yeah. won the World Cup and I became aware of them. Although it wasn't the mayhem that it is now. I mean, people go on as if it was the same. In 66, not everybody was watching football. Yeah. It wasn't my primary concern, I know, because I was just leaving university and I got a job teaching at the University of Baghdad. So I was leaving Jeez. Brighton where I was at university and going to Baghdad and I was getting myself ready and thinking, what the hell have I let myself in for? And, but I was aware of the football as well, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So as far as I was aware of the football, it was just West Ham. And they therefore became the team I looked out for. 
And then years later, when I changed my career and everything and decided I was <laughs> laughingly going to be an actor, <laughs> I, um, I was in, I was friends with this guy called Roger Martin who, who worked on oil rigs. He had a little bit of money, more than most people, because he worked on oil rigs. And he had two season tickets for West Ham. And uh, because he had a bit of money, he not only lent me some money to get the deposit on my first house when I came moved up to London in 1973, but I became part of going to West Ham with him. Uh, so, as I say, he had two season tickets up in the East Stand, up in what later became the family enclosure up there. Yes, and yeah, there yeah. was three of us used to go together. Roger, who's from Ireland, um, a bloke called Frank Dobson. Do you remember him? He uh, became MP for Hover. Y- yeah, 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 yeah. Labour yeah, MP. Yeah. Uh, he's from Yorkshire. And me from Bristol, from the West Country. So it's <laughs> like start of a joke. So this is, well, <laughs> my pitch here is that normally on these sort of things, people say, I was born into it. My granddad yeah. took me when I was two and all that. Now, we're the, we're the people who do not have any reason except for fans. Yeah. And so I started going in 73 and I've never stopped. Amazing. And add to that, my, I've got another good friend. Well, good friend, I don't see a lot of him, who I got in touch with through West Ham. He's a bloke called Dragomir. He lives in in Serbia. Yeah. And he's a mad West Ham fan. And he he shares in a t- an extra ticket I've got. He comes over twice a year to, to watch a couple of West Ham matches. And he watches every single match back home in Serbia. And I communicate Amazing. backwards and forwards with him about the game. So we represent the people who are not East Enders. Yeah. But we're yeah, still yeah, yeah. just mad West Ham fans. Out of Tanners, they'd call us. I'm an out of Tanner as well. I'm an, well yeah, exactly. Out of Tanners. As I don't Nigel think Essex Cobb. is quite as out of town well, as Serbia or Bristol. It'd it? it still say it's out of town. Still say it was, I'd still be calling out of town. That's, that's <laughs> true. It, it's funny. I, I've been very pre- I think we've interviewed uh, approach coming up to 400 people, whether they're players or fans and stuff like that. And there's, and we've interviewed guys from, you know, where you've gone Brighton to Baghdad, you know, Bangalore to Brisbane to somewhere in America, beginning with B. I can't think, but all over the place. And yeah, some people, we do a lot of stuff for the iron supporting food banks. And there's oh, yeah. people donating from the Singapore hammers and, and things like that. They're never going to step foot in Newham in their life, but they still donate because it's a yeah. charity to do with the area which they support. And, yeah, a special. Bunch I of say, my friend Dragomir does come over every year to see a couple yeah. of matches, but then he's not really like me in that he is a proper football supporter. I call a proper football supporter. Yeah. I don't care about football except West Ham. Yeah, I only I'm watch other saying. games. I watch, you know, I will only watch like a Chelsea match if I think we're going to be playing them and I want to see what we're going to be playing, etc. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> really interested what happens to any of the rest of them. Whereas my mate Dragomir, he'll come over for like ten days. He'll see two West Ham matches. He'll for some reason, he watches Yeovil matches. He'll go and see a couple of conference games. He'll go up and see something in Scotland. And then he'll go back and he supports Partizan back home. He travels everywhere because he loves football. Yeah. I don't. I don't care if it's not West Ham. I'm not interested. I'm the same. I'll be, I'll, to be honest, I'm, I'm very much the same. It's, it's very wet, rare. I, I mean, I've got a little bit a little bit sort of encapsulated with the whole Euros. But I think part of that was because of Declan Rice. Um, and exactly. so. Yeah, and so I was watched, but I was still watching, you know. And then I have all the Czech boys, or 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 Yarmolenko, or and or and I would always get that sort of sense of relief when Deck was was substituted because I could like, oh, <laughs> relax, 
<laughs> well, except when he was substituted that last match for the Liverpool captain, it all got worse, didn't it? It got worse, but I was a bit relaxed. Mm. I thought, oh, well, if it goes to penalties, he wouldn't have to take one. He might not, and he, yeah. and he, he might miss it. You know, again, the, the West Hamness in me thinking. Well, the stick my only I'm worry get. about all that is, is we all knew how good he was. Now the trouble is, everybody else who was yeah. saying he was overrated, yeah. now they all know how good he is. So yeah, they can keep the their hands off. I hope. Yeah. But. Oh, I hope as well. At least for another <laughs> season, a bit at least. But yeah, it's um, yeah, I'm I. I don't watch a lot of football apart from West Ham. Obviously, West Ham's the only thing, you know. Even my wife, oh, well, aren't you watching the football tonight? No. No, 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 no we're not playing tonight. Not not I don't have yeah. Sky or any of that stuff because I don't care. I'm not interested. Yeah, I don't yeah. watch football. But then, <clears throat> now you're getting on to people being transferred or taken away from you. That's a thing that everybody gets very agitated about. And I, I have sort of contradictory views on that, really. Mm. I mean, I grew up going to the theatre in Bristol and we used to have a, a young actor there called Peter O'Toole who was a very yep. good working class actor. Yeah. And then he went on, he was in Lawrence, when he was in Lawrence of Arabia and all that, you don't go, oh, that traitor, he left Bristol old Vic, do you? <laughs> I mean, there was, a, there was a good film I watched a few years ago um, called Attack the Block, local, local sure. low-budget film. There was a guy, a black guy in that called John, Bo, John Boyega. Then he went on, he's in Star Wars. You just say, yeah. good luck to you. You don't go, what a traitor. Well, yeah, yeah. Leaving, leaving British, British independent films, One do you? of our own. But there, <laughs> on the other hand... You know, if people go, that's why you won't find uh, Rio or Lampard or Joe Cole in my team because they went. They went. They went. And I think I think it's uh, it's funny. We we interview lots of ex players as well, and and, and that that sort of question that we, we I sort of spoke about recently. Ah, um, uh, young Michael Hughes. Remember Michael Hughes, little winger, oh, tricky yeah. winger from Northern Ireland, lovely bloke. And we were chatting and. Was it him that scored against Man United? He did. He did. He did score the goal. Yes, he did score the goal that stopped Man United winning the title um, when we drew one all. (laughs) Blackburn won it. And also the first Bosman. Bosman signing. There we go. Um, And we were talking about sort of uh, transfers and, and, and he says the trouble is with, with money in the game now, I think, you know, there's a disconnect between the fans always have this as this view of they should be playing for the love of the badge and da, 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 da. and with the foreign influence and, and also with the money in the game that for a lot of the lads, it's, it's a career. You don't get well, Mark is. Nobles anymore now. You no. just don't. Well, in my business, it's a career too. You don't stay yes. for Slovic. You go on to films if you can. Yeah, but yeah. on the other hand, we are as fans, you stay with your team. You can, yeah, you change, yeah, yeah. you can change your wife, but you can't change your football team. That's <laughs> the way it is, I'm afraid. But, now you um, tell me. <laughs> It's true. That is true. You are very right. He's very right. And I just think there's, I just think it's sometimes, and it's funny because some people like, I remember like in the summer last year, we were almost walking Declan Rice to Stamford Bridge. The assumption was that he was definitely going. He was like, okay, good luck to you. Okay. But then, I don't know, 15 years ago, Scott Parker left to go to Tottenham and he was vilified. And, you know, it's just like, we pick yeah, and choose. But- if you're going to go on about West Ham memories, for me, one of my big memories is the 1980 Cup final, being at Wembley, seeing yeah. that. Now, um, Trevor Brooking, Billy Bonds, we were in yeah. the second division. They yeah. didn't go. They were with no, us when we won the, yeah. won the Cup. Yeah. So you're true. That's true. That, that's what I, that is, it may not be the way the world is now, but I preferred it then. Yeah. No, totally. And, and I mean, when we interview people like... People like Tony Gale. I remember we interviewed Tony Gale once, and he said that he was at West Ham for eleven years, and for ten of those years, it was a testimonial for someone in the in his in the squad. Um, and and there's and there's reason why you know you can. I went to a a Frank a Frank and Tony Cotty and Mark Ward night the other week, and there's a reason why it sold out. 
you know, there's not the stories aren't going to change. It's the same stories, but people go because they represented a, a certain time and 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 had and showed loyalty for the club. And you know, in the same way, I don't think that you know, twenty five years time, we're going to get an evening with Sebastian Haller and Felipe Anderson. You know, <laughs> the Queen's Theatre well, in Hornchurch. Listen, Russ, I would like to come back and redo this interview in ten years time and then put Declan in my side, but yes. I doubt it. Yes. Who knows? You just don't know, though, with West Ham. You, you know what I mean? As, as I've got these, I've got these permanent, like claret-tinted glasses on about Declan Rice at the moment. You know, in in terms of, you know, look at well, look who he looks up to, Mark Noble. That's what I'm saying. Me too, but uh, just, <laughs> just let my dreams so fade and die. <laughs> We're so used to it, exactly. It makes a difference, doesn't it? Oh, so eloquently put. So obviously, yeah. So obviously, you went to so 1980 FA Cup final. I mean, obviously, the last time you actually won something, apart from the Intertoto yeah. Cup, of course, we forget yeah. the Intertoto Cup and and a couple of Betway tri- trophies, and, um, uh, and the promotions, uh, you know, for the, the promotions. playoff promotions. I was there at Wembley for that, and down to well, I went to the Cardiff ones. We didn't win all them, but I went to the one against Blackpool. Oh, that was great, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, that was great. Oh, I loved that. That was that was a really that was an amazing day for me because that was my daughter's due day. Oh, <laughs> and I had a really good ticket. I had a really good ticket. <laughs> so yeah, and then at three o'clock, I had a phone call, and it was like a PPI call because that's when PPI was still around. And uh, yeah, luckily she was born a few days later. But uh, yeah, I remember that. With, that that was just the most nervous game for two reasons. You know, obviously being promoted, but also the fact that you know. Flo came along about three days later and changed changed my life, to be honest. But I've still got a picture of her in the trophy. Um, oh, in the uh, tro- <laughs> oh, my God. That's something to keep. <laughs> she's like scarred, like Harry Potter, Mark. You know, she's, she's just marked at an early age. But, um, yeah, because I knew it was going to be at Romford, uh, the old Romford uh, store. So I nicked in early. Got a picture. So, yeah. So she's, yeah, she was permanently marked for the West Ham half, you know, very, very early age, about three three days old, I think she was at the time. So, oh, that was fantastic. Yeah. So that was a good time. But yeah, I mean, it's all these things. And, and I think uh, I'm hopeful of, of, of some more exciting times coming up. I really yeah. am. I really yeah. am. And it is, there is something different about West Ham from other clubs. I think, uh, particularly in the old days, it was very much, you felt it was. I'll tell you a little story about Billy Bonds. So my, my missus, is um, she's in the television business as well. She's what they call a production coordinator. It means you organise a whole thing yep, for a, sure. a shoot. And so she worked for about 10 years on a show called London's Burning. You probably Yeah, know yeah, yeah. yeah. Glenn, Glenn Murphy's a big yep. West Ham fan and all that. And uh, somewhere in the late 90s when Billy was a manager, they said they were going to try and do a little – on the weekends they do charity things. So they were going to do a charity match to raise money for something or another. I can't remember what – and they said, it would be great if we got somebody from West Ham to play. Okay, Jen, could you organise that? That's what the coordinator to do. So she got on the phone to West Ham and said, uh, can I speak to Billy Bonds? And they said, oh, is that training at the moment? She said, well, I'll call back. And they said, no, no, hang on. Put the phone down. There was long pause. And then suddenly you had clump, clump, clump of football boots running in. And it was Billy here. And she said, oh, I'm working for West Ham and we're trying to do a charity match on such and such a day. Do you think you can get a team? Yeah, all right, Jen, we'll do that. He put the phone down, and sure Brilliant. as good as gold, they turned turned up with a team, and that's all it took. There was no, can you imagine the bureaucracy it would involve nowadays to organise oh, yeah. something like that? Yeah, she just Definitely. phoned up, spoke to Billy, and he said, "Yeah," and they turned up. I love the way, like as you said, it's almost like you know, like when you're when you when you pick the phone up and your mum picks up the phone, and can I talk to Russ? <laughs> Russ, 
Rasmus, like, Billy, yeah. Billy. Out <laughs> <laughs> of training. Oh, stop training and runs in. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. No problem. I love it. Yeah. But then, again, it, it's a certain, it was a certain <clears throat> breed of, you know, and, and Billy epitomized it and, 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 and people like that. You know, there was a certain. I mean, obviously, I started supporting West Ham. I properly get into well, I, the, the season we went up in 92, 93 season was my proper first season. And and even then, you know, there was there was nothing excited, as exciting as walking down the road and seeing like John, well, that was a bit later on, but maybe like, I mean, Pete Butler was the first ever player I met. And I was like obsessed with Pete Butler and, you know, seeing oh. them and, and they were just all so, so approachable now. You know, yeah. it was like footballers were just relatable. And as you said, Billy, Billy, but oh, yeah, I saw a team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it was, yeah. you know, you made. And yet they still are in a way, your heroes in a sort of a way, aren't they? They're, yeah. They, I don't know any of them personally, but I, I mean, I work in the film and TV, so I've worked with a lot of you know, so-called famous stars and stuff. It doesn't impress me. They're just people to me doing yeah. the same job as me. But the most, here's the thing that my most impressive thing, I used, to, I did in uh, somewhere in the late 90s, I was asked to be in this TV show. For, it was a show for kids or teenagers called Renford Rejects. You're unlikely to have Oh, I remember that. the Renford Rejects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you? Yeah, well, I remember Renford okay. Rejects. So they were a youth club team that, and they weren't very good, but they, that was the story. And then there was an episode in something like in the mid nineties called they thought it was all over. So you know what that's about. So yeah. they had, they, well, they had two senior teams. They put out two, they put out a senior team and the bad guys put out a senior team and the senior rejects team, they had, they got in these four old geezers and they said they were such idiots. They didn't know what a wing back was. They were all talking about inside, left, inside, right. Weren't they hopeless? And of course it they had Gordon Banks, Martin Peters, Jeff Hurst, and Georgie Cohen on that in that side. I was employed to be on the other side, the bad guy's side. And I was I played somebody called Alfie Cloggs, who was supposed to kick him to pieces. So anyway, it was only a, a kid's show, but I got to play with those guys. Wow. And on the end screen credits, when it goes down, there's a page when you have your credits. And I've been on credits with lots of very famous people. Of course. But there was a credit credit there which said um, Gordon Banks, Jeffers, Martin Peters, George Cohen, Nick Grimble. That yeah. is the one one credit I keep. <laughs> I thought that was really I'm really impressed by myself to be on that show. As as an as a good question actually. As obviously as a as a I've interviewed lots of footballers and they keep all their programs and things like that. You know, obviously for you for you, do you obviously? I mean, do you? all the films and tv is, is do you keep those as, as memories or do you just uh not really no i've got my program from the 1980 cup final but <laughs> <laughs> that's the important stuff Nick. yeah you might have you might have you know been on knight's tower key for that yeah you might have done that yeah you might have done robin hood yeah yeah but you were at the 1980 FA cup final see yeah. trevor brooking school that only scummy actors the same as me i mean what's <laughs> nothing impressive about that i love it i love it oh dear and, and, right let's let's talk about your amazon 11 now obviously okay. as you said you know so, now, sort of so, so you, you've got in the background that i'm not i didn't play football growing up I'm not a fool. I don't know much about what I'm talking about. All I know is what I like. So it may not make any sense as a team. I don't care. I don't I'm, care, Nick. It's your so team. I'm not a manager or a coach. It's my team. It's your okay, team. Okay, so what are we starting in goal, are we? We'll start, starting goal. Let's start in goal. Go on, in. Well, now, again, I've got a dilemma straight away. I think Phil Parks might be the best goalkeeper of my era, but I can't ignore Ludo because of that match against Man United, can I? Yeah. So I've got to pick Ludo. Yeah. 
a, a giant I, mean, I just remember there, but although I remember the 80th Cup final, I remember being there with him, stopping everybody, and as you say, Hugh scoring, and what well, was a draw in the end, but we stopped there winning, and it was just a great, great atmosphere. And uh, yeah. Ludo was just such a good character. He may not be the best goalkeeper, I don't know, but he certainly was good, and... Um, I'd have to pick him, I think. Yeah, yeah. And and for me, I was interviewing the guy the other day and we were talking about Ludo. And and he just seemed to be, in, I mean, obviously in my, you know, from sort of the early 90s onwards, he seemed to just be in goal forever. He was always in goal. Yeah, <laughs> you know? he was. He did seem to be. <laughs> he yeah. seem to be, yeah. Towards the end, maybe sort of, you know, the thing is, I always get this impression. My granddad, God rest his soul, he always called him Loopy Ludo, and yeah. and and, I, and that and it's still in my head. So I always think, oh, Loopy Ludo, you know, bless him. But oh, top man, absolutely, top yeah, man. love yeah, the club, absolutely. love the club. Absolutely. Um, so we can put Phil Parks on the bench. Do, Phil can go on the bench. bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll put Phil on the bench. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. Yeah. With that. He'll be okay. He'll get his appearance fees. Fine. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let's move into defence then. Okay. Well, in the middle, although he's, I didn't see a lot of him. But how can you not have Bobby Moore? I mean, sorry, that's I mean, you saw, yeah, I mean, you, yeah. Everybody you will have had him there, but you can't not have him, can you? No, you definitely not. And, and I'll put said, Alvin next to him, I think. Oh, good old Alvin. And as you said, you know, obviously 60, 66 was, this was the reason why he got into yeah. West Ham. So oh, I did watch him play a bit. And then I watched him, I watched us beat him when he was playing for Fulham and, and the 75 <laughs> Cup final and all that. So, <laughs> but Bless you know, him. you can't not have him. And oh. Alvin was just so fantastic, wasn't he? So, oh, amazing, amazing. I mean, like, like, like Parksy or Ludo, he seemed to be there forever. Oh, yeah, yeah, seemed to be there. and just kept him going on and on and on. I mean, I saw him towards the end of his career. Um, so, obviously, you know, last couple of years. But but still, you know, and again, you know, a guy who epitomised sort of what West Ham was all about. You know, he came down from, from Merseyside at... 16, I think he signed for us, and uh, you know, still lives around the area, still lives around, you know, the, his, his grandson's in the same year as my daughter at school, so you know, you still see him there, he still does the school fates, you know, and right. no airs of graces, you know, he'll be doing the tombola, love him, love him, love Alf. Uh, right, we put Moro and Alvin then. Who's, who's, who's next? Full who's back. next? Full yes. back. Well, you see, now I started, Frank Senior was quite around a lot when I first started, and he was very good and all that, but. You've, you've covered where I come from and what my background is. How can yeah. I not have Dixon? You know, can't it's, the in, yeah. it's the only footballer I know talks proper. You know what I mean? He talks properly like what I do, really. He grew, I think he was born in Canesham, just up the road yes. where I used to go rowing in the boat and on the, we used to go canoeing at the weekends. And then he came down into Bristol around Knoll, Knoll West. Not many people talk proper like what I do, like he, no. and he does. I mean... Um, do you know, I don't know if you watch rugby at all, but there's a guy called Ellis Genge who plays for England now. He's yeah. from the West. He's another oh. one who talks proper. He's a good player too. Big lad, isn't different... he? <laughs> he's a tough guy. <laughs> but with Julian, you need a bit of steel in the side, and Julian certainly had that, and he was good as well. Yeah. And he could take a penalty, couldn't he? <sighs> we'll show them boys on Sunday how to take the penalty, that was for well, sure. Well, even if you get your hand to it, it goes in hand and all, doesn't it? it doesn't yeah, stop Peter it. Schmeichel, that Peter Schmeichel for his penalty, wasn't it? It's all bent his arm back, but yeah, I love Julian. He's, he's a lovely bloke. Um, my oh, office, my 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 office is split between London and Bristol. Just as a little no, really? little side, Jerry. Yeah, I have to, mm. I have to, I I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I never. Remember, I I know how to get there, but I don't know where it is. I know it's near a McDonald's. Does that help? <laughs> That's what I remember. Yeah. I really left Bristol properly in '62. There wasn't any McDonald's then. I still used to go back to see my mum, obviously, and all that. But um, 
Yeah, I grew up there. Everything was there, and it was a. In those days, it was a different place. I remember once, just before I was going to university, and I had to come up to London to get something. And I was buying something in a shop, and I said, "I'm going to London." And the girl said to me, "What today? It's like another world. <laughs> it's as if you do a fever or something." But now yeah, people, like, people commute now. Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, we I have to go to to Parkway. And and so it's, it's that side of Bristol, and so yeah, it's it's, it's crazy, isn't it? And we we sort of the, the guys commute in to London from Bristol sometimes, and you know it's just yeah, it's it's, it's just how the world is now, isn't it? But I like that we're going to lunch today. You haven't packed, you haven't bought your, you haven't got your cagoule, and you haven't got your your packed lunch in case you don't like the water over there and stuff it's like dangerous that. Dangerous up there, you know. <laughs> right, we'll put you. Who's going to be the other fullback then? I've got to be Tonka, isn't it, Ray Stewart? Oh, lovely Ray Stewart. Lovely. So we'll be all right for goal for penalties, won't we? We'll be all right for penalties, We're yeah. We're I don't, I don't know how many games they'll be playing because of VAR, but doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you can get rid of VAR. I'm the wrong era for all that. Get rid <laughs> yeah, of VAR. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. Well, it was all right for us in 66, didn't he? VAR for that one, did we? I watched yeah. it, actually. I did watch it on, on the telly. It was on the telly on uh, Channel 4 the other day. And, oh, yeah, uh, I saw a bit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. was the different commentary, wasn't it? It wasn't because it was the BBC one that had the, they yeah. think it's all over it, isn't it? Was it was the ITV commentary for it, which yeah. wasn't, it just didn't sound right. Wasn't, yeah. No, it didn't sound right. Because because it's synonymous, isn't that last yeah. part where he's like, he doesn't do it. He goes, what? Some people are on the pitch. They yeah. It was all over. It is now. It is now. Absolutely brilliant. But it, but they, they got the colour wrong because they all had red shirts. And I thought they were claret and blue shirts. Because, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I was hoping we'd get the double. I was hoping we'd be able to do the double and win the uh, win the Euros as well as the World Cup. Well, the Euros, right? we only had one hammer. So that's we why. That's finals. why you see Martin no would have taken two. a penalty. That's for sure. Um, it would have been. And uh, yeah, Antonio, he, he knocked one in, didn't he? Uh, Man United away uh, last season before last. Um, right. Okay, so we've got Stewart. We've got more. We've got Martin. We've got Dixie. We've got Ludo in goal. Let's go into midfield then, Nick. Who we got? Midfield. Well, in the middle. I'm sorry, but this is my ear. It's got to be. Bonzo and Sir Trev, wasn't it? Yes. Really? Yeah, the two of them together, that silky, the way he just turned and the ball, he didn't seem to touch it. He just turned, went with it, and everybody else fell over. Everyone and says it, that about him. Everyone says did. that. Yeah. It was just so easy. Mm. The, ball, the ball would come to him, and he'd just sort of turn and let it run, and he didn't even seem to touch it. But the other guys just fell down. And if anybody tried to stop him by kicking him, Billy would sort him out. Yeah. It's so true. And it's, it's interesting, actually, because, like, I was talking to someone about the sort of Bonz, bon, Bonzo and Brookin, and and for me, they sort of epitomise. If if you if you categorise like West Ham cult heroes, West Ham legends, they fill in. They, they basically they're either in a Billy Bonds like Venn diagram, or they're in a Trevor Brookin Venn diagram. They're either silky players like like Bonds, like that Brookin, and um, you know. Uh, Payet and people like these are sort of very silky players, or they're tough men like Billy Bonds, Julian Dix, da, 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 da. Yeah. and it's like and that, that combination. Brooks, you know, the, the work together. Player. That's yes, why, although exactly. I know he started, he was in defence, but I, when Brady would moved into midfield and played with Brooking, that's, that's in it. a way that's what that's I really loved. The two, yeah. two of them together, just they were not they weren't the same, but they gelled perfectly. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Okay, okay, we'll put Sir Trevor and uh, and Billy. Uh, and then attacking you've got, wide. I was about to say, you've got three players named after stands at West Ham. <laughs> well, I sit in a Billy Bond stand. So well, there we go. And in the 66 seats. Yeah, I'm oh, very pleased when they named it. That was the best thing about moving there. I don't like anything much about it, but when they yeah. named 
to stand after him and all that. That was, that was, a, great. That was a nice day Lovely when, day, when, they, when, when they, they did that as well. Clap straight really at us. Emotional. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a little talk with, with, um, I think before the match, was it before or after? Um, oh, I don't know. Anyway, I forgot what I'm talking about now, but never mind. <laughs> My brain goes. Oh, I think I know what he was going to say. I said there was a thing, I had a picture of him talking to Declan and sort of bonding with him. I hope that might mean Declan wants to say, but who knows? Well, he, it, well the, the fourth stands all. There's, there's, there's one more stand to name. <laughs> well, you could tell that to him. <laughs> Obviously. So we want some wide attackers. Now, yes, I, this is where my team may not work as a team, but I don't care. Doesn't so matter. I've got to have Devonshire, haven't I? From, from my year, I could yeah. not have not have Alan Devonshire. What a just, player. I just loved watching him, and he was just wonderful, and he was perfect. And I think on, I don't know if it really works on the other side or not, but I'm going to have my only foreigner. You know who it's going to be. It's got to be Paolo, hasn't it? Yeah, put Paolo in. Yeah, he'll do it. He'll do a job there. He'll do mad a as a box there. of frogs, frogs, but he's just wonderful and lovely and you still you still see him interviewed wearing a claret blue suit he's around the bend but he was just brilliant for us and it was a lovely time and and he and he epitomized you know we say sort of the bond or or brooking sort of like types of player in a in a weird way Paolo was a little bit in the in the middle because he would he would he was he was like he'd think he he, i mean pushed over referee for god's sake um but also he was ref took a dive he did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we interviewed actually we interviewed uh nigel winterburn the other day and he was saying uh we he, he said i said what happened the first day you turned up because obviously paolo was there and you're there and you shattered and he went honestly they, they they took the piss and they basically made me sit next to paolo in training like it was <laughs> But he says, Pat, we had a giggle. We had a real fun time. But yeah, but yeah, he was meant, he was just crazy, Paolo. He did, he was an entertainer. We want to be entertained, yeah, don't we? And he does. And he yeah. just, he was fantastic. I love Paolo. Right. Okay. So we'll put Paolo in. He'll do. He'll, although you put him in a position, you know, he'll just go wherever he wants. Yeah, matter. exactly. So that's right. That's so right. then I'll play with two strikers. Now, there you go. I started with Jeff Hurst. You should have, but I'm not going to. He'll nope. have to go on the bench, I'm afraid. Yep. Fair enough. Um, when I started, really, it was Pop Robson, and I used to love watching him. Oh, lovely. And I loved it when it was Psycho Cross was there. But I, oh, from my God. era, I've got to go with Frankie back in TC, haven't I? Really? Oh, they'll be happy. They'll be happy. Frankie I mean, and TC. It was, I mean, what a great time that was. And I loved the fact that at that time, when it wasn't on TV, nobody knew who Frankie Mac was. <laughs> nobody knew who he was, except yeah, us. Yeah. And it was, he was just great. And we, we should have won the league that year. Should have done, yeah. Yeah, should have done, and and I think with that, with those two, it's, it's funny. I, um, we, we, I was talking to Mister Macavelli the other day, and 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 we was talking about a football. It was either football focus or or some sort of uh, whatever the the, the 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 program was at the time, and it was him on Tower Bridge or something oh, like right. that. People, they, were, they were stopping people and saying, "Do you know yeah. who this is?" And we said, "No." And he was like, "I couldn't believe they made me just sit here." They only stood there. Like, "Do I know who this man is?" And they said, "No." And I was like. I'm like, I scored how many goals in the in the league this year, and they still don't know who I am. It wasn't on was TV. Yeah, absolutely crazy, isn't it? Crazy. And again, that's such a typical West Ham thing, you know. You know that the season we was our best season ever. There's hardly of any footage because it's all because it wasn't filmed. Um, yeah. The same way that you know, yeah, the last season was our best, one of our best seasons of all time. There was no bugger in the stadium, you know, it just made no sense. But unlike, uh, obviously, but you could see every bloody game last year, so it was a bit different. But yeah, right. Okay, so let's have a look at that team. There's, there we go. Right, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There we go. When I press the right button, there we go. Oh, 
What a team. What it a team. Look too bad, does it? Does it make any sense? I think it yes. does. Yes. Yes, of course it makes sense. I said, are we allowed a bench? Because t- I can yeah. put Bob Robson into the bench as well. Definitely oh, yeah, if he but... stays, goes in the bench. Yeah. Ricky Trev Sinclair's got to go on the bench. How many are we allowed? Uh, Antonio, no. But I, I about have, it's about 50 now, isn't it? Can I have pre-injury Dean Ashton and pre-injury Jack Collison to oh. go in there as well? What great, yeah. Pre-injury, Cause, yeah. Because what a terrible thing that happened to both of those two. Mm. They're just lovely. They're lovely boys as well. Particularly, I love. Yeah. I mean, Jack's Jack's having a great time at uh, Atlantic Atlantic United. He's, yeah, he's where there. is that? That's in America somewhere. Where is yeah. it? Where yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta United. He's their second, the second team coach. Uh, yeah, well, good he's, luck to him. Yeah, he's a great lad and uh, brilliant. No, <laughs> and I mean nowadays there's about twenty people on the bench now, isn't there? It's like yeah, you know nowadays it's, like, it's just like, it's put, put another team on. I mean, you could easily do another team. Nick, man, it's it's been it's been lovely. Thank you so much for your time. I've really really enjoyed. Thank it. you, Russ. Really it's been really fun. fun. Really it, fun. And thank you to everyone for watching. Um, for myself and for Nick, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Come Get on, you abs. Come on, you irons, and we'll see you again. Yeah, very, very team. <laughs> take care. Everyone. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.